welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. The book of Joshua is God's battle plan for victory. Now, normally, a battle plan would be considered classified information, but God wants all of his children to win their war over the world and over the devil. Now, understand that Joshua is not only a book of history, but it's a book of prophecy. It is not only about what did happen, but what God wants to see happen in the life of every person. I can tell you in two words what the entire book of Joshua is all about. Claiming Canaan. You see, Canaan, well, that represents victory. For some 40 years, Israel had been wandering in the wilderness, but now it was time to cross over the Jordan. Everything that God had done for them in the past, the Passover, the parting of the Red Sea, the manna in the wilderness, all of that was to get them ready to go into Canaan. He had brought them out that he might then bring them in. But what happened to them has happened to many people. They stopped in the wilderness. They settled for what they had when they could have had, well, so much more. In this first chapter of the book of Joshua, we learn God's battle plan on how to have victory of every moment of every day. How to go from being a wilderness wanderer to a Canaan conqueror. So let's look at these. Point number one, follow in the will of God. Now, here was a new leader facing a new land, ready for a new life. And so God comes and he speaks to Joshua and he gives Joshua three simple orders. In Joshua chapter one and in verse two, Look at what it says there. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I have given to them, to the sons of Israel. So in other words, God tells Joshua to cross the land, to claim the land, to conquer the land. Now, from Joshua... There is no debate. There's, there's no discussion. The rest of the book of Joshua is about Joshua doing exactly what God had told him to do. Now, that leads me to say this. The very first step for victory in your life is this. When God calls you, you answer. When he says, arise, you get up. When he says go, you just move. It's important to notice that God's will, however, always involves leaving the past. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, obviously Joshua knew 
that Moses was dead. And the nation of Israel knew that Moses was dead. But why did God remind him that Moses was dead? Well, remember, Joshua wasn't just following a leader. Joshua was following a legend. For 40 years, the only leader Israel had known was Moses. He had brought them out of Egypt. He had led them through the Red Sea. He had delivered unto them the Ten Commandments. You know, Joshua may have felt a little like that baseball player who's about to walk up to the plate, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. His team is behind by two runs. Everything depended on him, and the coach calls him back to the dugout, and he says to him, son, do you understand how crucial this at bat is? He says, yes, sir. He says, do you understand that the championship is on your shoulders? He said, yes, sir. He said, do you realize that this at bat will make the difference between us winning and losing? Yes, sir, he said. The manager then said, well, then you understand why I'm going to put a pinch hitter in for you. It would have been very easy for Joshua to have been intimidated. But God wanted Joshua to understand it is not the size of the man in the fight. It's the size of God in the man. God was going to bless Joshua even as he had blessed Moses. But first, Joshua must leave the past. You see, friends, God's will always involves living in the present. He says, arise. That is, this is what you need to do right now. That's why Jesus said, therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow. Well, because tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own. That's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. God's will is for you and I to live in the present. But God's will will also involve looking into the future. Not only did he say, arise, he said, go. And after God tells Joshua to arise, he tells him, cross this Jordan. Always remember, that what God tells you to do today is always preparing you for what God wants you to do tomorrow. So the first step in getting to victory is to follow God's will instantaneously, joyfully, and completely. Now, point number two, we'll call that focus on the ways of God. I want to be honest with you and tell you there's a cost to following the will of God. When Israel crossed the Jordan, it was immediately a declaration of war. It was going to be a fight to the finish. There were, what, seven powerful nations that were ready to meet them and beat them and keep them from taking the land of the Canaanites. Furthermore, they didn't do this in one day. It took them like 14 years. You see, Canaan is occupied territory. 
The Christian life, it's not a frolic, it's a fight. It is not only a blessing, but it is a battle. And if you want victory in your life, you must fight. But now as you enter this fight, you must always focus on the ways of God. And this involves three things. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. Let's first look here at verse 3. John, uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Here's what it says. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. Now notice something here. God did not say, I will give it. He says, it has given. It has already been given. Do you realize that what God was saying to Joshua is what God is saying to you right now? Victory in your life is not a goal you strive for. Victory is a gift you already have. It's not so much a mountain you're trying to climb. It's a peak that you've already reached. That's why Paul could shout out in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 and in verse 57, look at what he says. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God says every step you take will be on conquered ground. That's what your life is supposed to be. Walking on conquered ground. They were going to be walking over land that was already theirs. All they had to do was claim it and conquer it. Let's go back to Joshua 1, to the first part of verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, that is such an incredible promise. Because God is saying to them, you will be both an irresistible force and an immovable object. When you go against your enemy, you will be an irresistible force. When your enemy comes against you, you're going to be an immovable object. In other words, saying every foe you meet will be the foe you beat. Remember this. Keep this promise close to your heart. Nothing or no one can stand against the one who stands with God. There is not an enemy you face, whether it be the enemy of discouragement, the enemy of depression, the enemy of anger, the enemy of lust or greed, that you cannot defeat in the power of Jesus Christ. And so you come now to the last part of verse 5, Joshua 1 verse 5, the last part, here's what it says. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. There, there's two statements here I want to juxtapose beside each other. First, in verse 2 where he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Then, in verse 5, I will be with you. Both Joshua and Israel 
needed to understand that the important factor for them was not Moses, it was God. The same God who was with Joshua, well, he's with us. 1,400 years after this book was written, Paul quoted this same verse, and he applies it to you and I. He says in Hebrews chapter 13, verses, verses 5 and 6, your way of life should be free from the love of money, and you should be content with what you have. After all, he has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. This is why we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I won't be afraid. What can people do to me? I want you to get this down in your heart. God is with you wherever you go. And when God says, get up and go, it's not to send you somewhere. It's to take you somewhere. Now, we're going to get down to some practical here. There will be no real lasting victory in your life apart from the study of the Word of God. You can study the Bible without having victory, but you cannot have victory without studying the Bible. Did you get that? God has tied success to the scriptures. So God tells Joshua, there's four ways you must be related to the word of God if you're going to have victory in your life. Look at verse 7, Joshua 1 and verse 7. Look at what it says. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. You know, Charles uh, Spurgeon probably said it best when he said, a Bible which is falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Now, let's go down to verse 8, Joshua 1, verse 8. You have here now the declaration of the word of God. Look at what it says. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You see, that's interesting to me because it says, not only must you feed on the word of God and put it into your mouth, but the word of God should be the standard by which everything comes out of your mouth. Everything you say should be guided by the scriptures and should be guarded by the scriptures. You know, Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11, look at, what, look at what he gives us. Whoever speaks should do so as those who speak God's word. Whoever serves should do so from the strength that God furnishes. Now, God goes on to say here, back in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So you see what he's saying? He says, not only should you chew on the word, as, as it were, 
you ought to run to it and let it get into your mouth. Run it around your mouth. Taste it. Get all the juices out of it. Digest it. Make it part of your everyday living. Now, the Christian view of meditation is not the same as the Eastern view of meditation. In Eastern religion, you empty your mind by chanting some meaningless syllable. But with Christian meditation, you fill your mind with the truth of God's word and you ponder it and you go over it and you pray over it and you think about it. More than 100 years ago, George Mueller described the benefits of meditating on the Word of God. Listen to what he said. I saw more clearly than ever that the first and great primary business to which I ought to attend every day was to have my soul happy in the Lord. The first thing to be concerned about was not how much I might serve the Lord, how I might glorify the Lord, but how I might get my soul into a happy state and how my inner man might be nourished. I saw that the most important thing I had to do was to give myself to the reading of the Word of God and to meditation on it, that thus my heart may be comforted, encouraged, warned, reproved, instructed, and that thus, while meditating, my heart might be brought into experimental communion with the Lord. It is as plain to me as anything that the first thing a child of God must do morning by morning is to obtain food for his inner man. This food is the Word of God. And here again, not the simple reading of the Word of God so that it only passes through our minds just as water runs through a pipe, but considering what we read, pondering over it, and applying it to our hearts. Let's go back now to Joshua 1 and verse 8. And here's what it says. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So you see it's saying here, it's not enough to read the Bible, study the Bible, meditate on the Bible, or even memorize the Bible. You must obey the Bible. You will experience what God wants for you when you respond to what God says to you. Reading the Bible gives you knowledge about God, but obeying the Bible gives you knowledge of God. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 12, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. There's a story of a Chinese Christian who came up to a missionary and said, I have learned to quote the Sermon on the Mount. He stood before the missionary 
and quoted it perfectly word by word. The missionary said, that's wonderful. How did you do that? The Chinese Christian replied, I spent the last year trying to live it. God's last words in this section here to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Everything that God has just said was a command. You see, God only makes two types of statements. Commands and demands. Our commander-in-chief is also our demander-in-chief. When God commands us to do something, we are responsible for two things. The start and the finish. God, well, he's responsible for everything else. When God says fight, then we're to fight to the finish. When God says run, well, we're to run to the tape. When God says speak, we are to preach the entire sermon. Now, one last reminder. The life of a Christian is a battle, but it's not our battle. It's his battle. I know there are many of you who have sat through this program and thought to myself, well, I'm defeated. I'm not living in victory. Well, that's probably because you do not understand something. For the Christian, defeat is a possibility, but it's not a necessity. We ought to be resting in victory, walking in peace, and living in joy. You know, in the movie Ben-Hur, a movie which apparently won 11 Academy Awards, Charlton Heston was training to drive a chariot, but he was having trouble with it. So he heads over to his director, who happened to be Cecil B. DeMille, and said, Mr. DeMille, I can barely stay on this chariot. I can't win this race. Story says, DeMille looked at Heston and said, your job is to stay on the chariot. It's my job to make sure you win. You see, the Holy Spirit has already gone before us, orchestrating victory after victory for all that God wants us to do. Our job is simply to stay in that chariot of obedience. And if we do, and when we do, we will take home the prize. That's a promise. Let's pray. Our gracious God, our loving Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise of victory. Thank you for the guarantee of victory. Jesus has told us that the victory he has already won and has prepared to share it with those that claim it in his name. Father, if there's anyone within the reach of my voice that feels that they are living defeated lives, may they claim victory in Jesus right now. Please bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name.
Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. Each week, we like to offer you something, a resource for your spiritual library to help you on this journey that we're all on to better understand God's will for our life. And today, you know, we talked in the program about the importance of studying God's will, that uh, you, you can have victory through the study of God's word. And so... I have a little resource here. It's called Bible Answers. It's a great little book. It's got questions and answers. And I'm hoping that for some of you, it would kickstart your, your initiative to study the Bible. And maybe for some of you, it'll be a reinforcement to what you're currently doing in terms of Bible study. We'd love to send you this book as a gift. No obligation whatsoever on your part. If you would like to request this book, then pay attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 083. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Let me thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We appreciate uh, your prayers. We appreciate your commitment to watching the program. And if I may be so bold, can I have you let your friends and family know about the program so that they can also tune in? To help you with that, we have our website, l4ltv.com. All of the previous programs are on the website. If you'd like to join a Bible study group, you can do that through the website. I have some other uh, material on the website that uh, different lectures I've done around the country and you can have a look at where we tackle some perplexing questions like what happens to us when we die. You can check that out. There's also a tab on that l4ltv.com website, which is a Donate Today tab. And I appreciate the generosity of many of our viewers as they send in the donation. Uh, please know that any donation you send is eligible for a tax receipt. We are a charitable organization and not any of that money comes directly to me or my family. We invest all of that money back into the ministry, paying for airtime, the gifts, the time in the studio, all of that, it all goes back to the ministry. So if you feel so impressed to help us, we would accept uh, your offer of support through an offering. Before we go, I want to remind you of our social media presence. Follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every morning, put out a one-minute devotional video. Great way to kickstart your day. Like our Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can download this program, an audio version from SoundCloud, right after the program is done. And you can take that with you, and you can listen to it wherever you go. Very quickly, time is running out. 
missionnowcanada.com is the humanitarian side of our ministry. Check out that website to see some of the interesting things we're doing overseas, missionnowcanada.com. We are all out of time. We look forward to doing this again next time. Hope you'll join us. God bless you. We'll see you then.